0: This is the Busted Open Podcast. You can listen to the full show Monday through Saturday from 9 a.m. to noon Eastern on SiriusXM Fight Nation Channel 156.
1: Yo, what's going on, Busted Open Nation? Thank you for tuning in to another edition of the Busted Open Podcast. We're back again, the Fat and the Furious, live and in your ears. Me and Dream are breaking down AEW Dynamite. Don Callis, Chris Jericho, what we liked and a couple of things that we didn't like. How about MJF and Adam Cole, baby? I think we can all agree that they stole the show last night. Or did they? Me and Tommy will talk about it. Also from New Japan Pro Wrestling, Rocky Romero telling us about two big shows coming up this weekend with Impact Wrestling and New Japan Junior All-Stars at the ECW Arena. This is the Busted Open Podcast. Turn it up to 11. I thought Jericho and Don Callis had a great in-ring segment. Would you agree or disagree?
2: Mm, yes. Uh, I, man, that's a hard. Yes, because of okay. the people that are in it. I just like the Jimmy and Jay thing. Did not like the answer.
1: Okay, um, that's fine.
2: But because it's Chris Jericho and Don Callis, I know they will get over within the WWE.
1: Okay, which, wait, what answer did you not like?
2: That he said, yes, I'm going to join you. And then people, he had heat. And then it gets exposed, that painting, which I love Jericho be like, you're going to uh you were going to assassinate me because I turned down a business decision. But the initial this won't happen to Jericho because he's Teflon. When I say he's Teflon, Teflon Don, he can't, you know, even though eventually he did go to jail, but nothing could hurt him. Um, If this was a younger talent, I said in front of all the fans, I'm going to join the bad guy and then the bad guy was going to screw me over. So now I'm just going to be a good guy. That's why I wasn't because they had the people so much. If he would have just been like, no, but I know Jericho and Don Callis will take it on this insane ride. Another part where you're talking about with factoring in things, the difference between WWE, AEW biggest heat, Chris Jericho, I'm sorry, Christian Cage, Don Callis in AEW, Dom Mysterio in WWE. What do they do with Dom Mysterio? When Dom needs to talk, Boo! it gets drowned out. When Don Callis is talking, he starts to talk because we have to get through our segment. And if you notice in WWE, a lot of times when Dom goes to talk, it gets interrupted, he'll do it once, do just, and then here comes our baby faces. We still don't get to really hear him talk or it's, it's backstage. They design it perfect for you to continuously hate Dom Mysterio.
1: Okay, so they design it perfect. The WWE designs it perfect for you to hate Dom Mysterio. They design it perfect so you can invest an emotion in Dom Mysterio. Last night, do you believe that AEW designed it perfect to invest an emotion in Chris Jericho?
2: End result, yeah. But like I said, if it was anyone else but Jericho, I
1: would have been like, huh? So the slowing down to me... Slowing was, down
2: would also have been for let Don Callis go to talk, boo. I go to talk again, boo. I have Jericho say, hey, guys, can you let him talk?
1: My slowing down comes from slow the show down. Yeah. Because after Chris Jericho and Don Callis go through this, this um, great segment, and I agree with uh, an aspect of your analysis as to why you didn't like the verbiage because it could have been if that painting wasn't there, Jericho leaves with Don Callas. It just happened to be there was a painting there and they got the and they got the people to turn. But we get these run-ins. Uh Andre, correct me if I'm wrong. Uh it's Takeshta, correct? Takesta runs in. Jericho starts to beat up on Takesta. And then Jericho blows a little bit of a comeback. And here comes Osprey. We get Osprey with the chair shot directly to the head. And by the way, there were three chair shots. There were three shots to the head, unprotected chair shots to the head last night on the show when just two or three weeks ago, AEW said no more unprotected shots to the head. But they went and they broke their own rule. Again, it seems like. Anyway, Osprey comes in. Does the chair shot to the head. They lay him out. Then we get, um, then we get Jericho stretched out by Osprey and Takeshda, and Don Callis breaks the, the the picture over Jericho's head, the picture with the glass on it. Now I find myself. Into Jericho. Jericho's selling. Sammy Guevara coming to make the save. I'm starting to invest in Jericho and bang, they go right to a Jack Perry vignette. It didn't breathe. The minute I find, find myself feeling bad for Chris, they go right to the next thing.
2: The Jericho thing happens. He's laying there. His friend is coddling his bloody head. Ladies and gentlemen, we'll be right back after this and then they come back out of it you show an instant replay if you're going to go to a thing or if you're going to that's when I've always say you have to be able to either move stuff around or come out here's the Jack Perry video right out of that but then you you're going to have the 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 Taz reaction into the next tag match so these are just little things where and it, it is it's for emphasis <laughs>
0: At the fights. Demetrius Andre was sitting home when Benavides for Caleb
1: Plant and said, This is a perfect matchup for me because he's a better version than Caleb Plant. And I think it's going to cause a lot of problems for Benavides. I love David Benavides. I think he's a great fighter, tough guy, comes to fight, brings the action. He stripped Mike Jones down of all his strengths.
0: And Mike Jones was like in the middle of the ring, feeling naked. And that's what this guy does to you. Mondays and Fridays from 12 to 2 p.m. Eastern.
1: AEW once again mixed together, MJF, at Adam Cole, and out came a wonderful uh, product. Uh, I could sit here and put the segment over. I did last night on After Dark, but I'll give you the floor. What did you think of Adam Cole and MJF from beginning to end last night?
2: The first backstage. I thought this was the first backstage where I did not chuckle the little bit of a skit. Then I did enjoy the Tony Khan uh, tirade. And then I enjoyed like MJF kind of being MJF be like, what, you know, talking smack about Tony and then Tony opening the door. And then Tony being, you know, it's going to be great. We're going to have a great show. I enjoyed that part of it. But for that first part with the, the too much of like, The campiness was the first one I didn't chuckle at. And then the in-ring. And then once I saw the in-ring, I loved it like I do. They have me so compelled. And then here's where I said, this is where I'm wrong. Because the audience liked it. And the audience got it. With the donkey kick or the kangaroo kick, um, the audience watched what they saw on the big screen and it instantly resonated with them because they were calling for it. Well, yes, they're fighting Aussie the Open. Um pieced all together. And I understand Mikey not liking it. Hey, Mikey didn't like it. But the other part of it went where if that this is something where you had to have tuned in each and every week. Um, you had mentioned something very, very important about WWE always showing replays which I agree to remind us the emphasis of what you're watching is something special and cool. Uh, You don't need it with that, but they are must see television. And then we're going to have to still wait and see what's happening with the two of them. So I did. I enjoyed the segment and I enjoyed the little nuances where Adam Cole was going for the super kick. I enjoyed Adam Cole's promo that last uh also for the for the caller who called in who is blind man thank you for watching professional wrestling or listening to professional wrestling listening to this show it really does add a different layer to comprehend for what you're really trying to grasp and when i listen to that audio of mjf and adam cole i got it where even mikey riprock who said i don't watch at aew all the you know all the time i knew that they were together they're over guys and they have a match and they have a conflict but they're friends you got that in that audio and the people reacting to mjf mjf like i was like man he is one hell of a baby face and i don't know we lost mjf as a heel there is nothing right now that MJF can do to make him heal. If he turns on Adam Cole, I think they're going to cheer. Agree. If Adam Cole turns on MJF, he's going to be the biggest heel in the company.
1: Do you? Th- I don't remember ever seeing Tony on Dynamite.
2: Tony was on Dynamite last night.
1: Other than last night my point is oh i'm sorry we've never seen tony on dynamite involved in a story we've seen tony come on dynamite and make a tony announcement but i don't remember ever seeing tony on one of the shows where he's a part of a backstage segment or a part of something and if it and if he has been it hasn't been in a while so my point is this Was Tony Khan coming out of the office last night a part of a bigger picture storyline that we're going to see unfold? Tommy, do you think Tony's getting involved in this match? I do not. Do you think he's getting involved in any way, shape, or form? I do not. So what was last night for then?
2: A backstage skit that's entertaining.
1: I mean, just f- the first time that Tony's on TV, it's just for a backstage skit that's entertaining and is not going to, not going to mean anything.
2: I mean, I think it added to the skit. Um, I, I don't think that's the case. I mean, Tony has been on at one point; he was on like every week just to make announcements. Um. So it's not like he's a brand new character coming on to the television show. I know he's highly active during the live television shows. I don't see that whatsoever.
1: Okay. And then I would have looked at that as a bit of a throwaway then, because I think if Tony were to ever become an on-screen character, it would be done in a way where it wasn't, in your opinion, throwaway. So I don't know. I think I think he might be getting involved in some way where last night was done for a reason, because it was done for absolutely no reason. I, I just don't get it. But that it one was uh, for
2: a reason. It was for the backstage skit.
1: I understand it was done for the backstage skit, but if if you're just saying that it was a one-time thing just for that skit and there's not going to be any follow-up to it, I think that's a waste of a character. Just, I mean, just my opinion. I don't really, uh, I think you would save a guy like Tony for something major, and this is the biggest show in the history of AEW, and that is the World Heavyweight Championship match. So I don't know. I could see Tony somehow getting involved. Involved a la of Vince McMahon? Probably not, but maybe something. Anyway, wait and see.
0: The biggest guesser on Unlocking the Cage
1: Bellator president Scott Coker.
2: There are a lot of rumors going around about Bellator 300 that it might be the last show for the promotion under the current management. Will this be the last show for Bellator? No, listen, we're going to keep doing more fights. There's a lot of rumors out there. Let's see what happens. But in the meantime, we're looking forward to next year. I think it's going to be another big year for Bellator.
0: Unlocking the cage with Jimmy Smith. Weekdays from 2 to 5 p.m. Eastern on Sirius XM Fight Nation Channel 156.
1: We are very happy to welcome to the show New Japan wrestling superstar Rocky Romero.
0: Rocky, thanks for joining us this morning. How you doing, brother? I'm doing well. How you doing? How y'all doing tonight or today? Rocky uh, Hello. Oh, everybody's I got Tommy on here. Do that,
1: Rocky. uh That song that we just heard, written by you, performed
0: by you. Yeah, written, performed, produced, everything by me. Yeah.
1: Nice. Yeah. I liked it. I liked it a lot.
0: Thanks, man. Thank What's you, the man. actual
1: name of the song?
0: Nakasuzo Road, which uh Nekasuzo means I'm gonna make you cry in Japanese. So that was like my my uh my uh that that's my little thing that I used to say in every match or like to my opponents before in promos and stuff. So um so yeah, called Nekasuzo Road. I'm gonna send you down. She so uh, did have right an word.
2: album produced in Japan like Terry Funk and Abdul the Butcher did.
0: <laughs> I saw that Terry album. It looked the interesting. Best. The <laughs> best.
2: It's so bad it's friggin' great.
1: Oh, Amazing. that's right, boys. I made an album also. I'm a superstar in in Tokyo, in Shinjuku, and Shibuya. Um Rocky, right now. <laughs> right now rocky speaking Uh, of terry funk me and dreamer were on the bullet train with him when he decided to take a piss in a garbage can in the in the train station and when we're like terry you can't do that he said i can do anything i want i'm the funker
0: yeah i love it are you in japan right now rocky are you in the states no, I'm, I'm actually in Mexico City. Um, tomorrow night, we've got a big show for CMLL, the uh, International Grand Prix. So it's like uh, Team Mexico versus the rest of the world. So um representing the United States in that tomorrow. But uh, yeah, it's going to be sold out. I think it's like 14,000 strong uh, in Arena Mexico. So uh, it should be a, a pretty fun uh, match tomorrow.
1: Nice. And then this weekend coming up, uh, two nights for you in the ECW Arena. On the nineteenth, we have the New Japan Pro Wrestling All Star Junior Festival. Is that correct? Correct. Yep. yep. And then on the twentieth, we have the Impact Wrestling and New Japan Pro Wrestling Multiverse taking place.
0: Yep, Multiverse United Two, uh, the the uh, the second installment of the impact in New Japan collaboration. Uh, there's some pretty big matches on there. Alex Shelley versus Hiroshi Tanahashi. Uh, there's a cool tag match between Leo Rush and Trey Miguel against Hiromu Takahashi and Mike Bailey. Uh, Bullet Club versus The World. It's a crazy 12-man tag and a bunch of other really cool matches.
2: What do you, uh, now, Saturday is a big event, right? Yes. Uh, can you mm-hmm. tell us more about that because we had Enzo on. Um, he was on for about thirty-five minutes. I still don't know who he's facing. So if you could, uh... <laughs> and he did nothing but praise you, by the
1: way. So
0: <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> uh, he's. Uh, I got the card pulled up. It's uh, it's Ryu State Taguchi from New Japan, Rich Swan from Impact, and, and DKC from New Japan against Real One, Jack Cartwheel, and Starboy Charlie. And you uh, know, so it's kind of like a um, kind of. One person representing all kinds of different, you know, parts of this, you know, junior heavyweight, uh, you know, uh, division. You know, you, have, and, you uh, have you have
1: you have multiple companies on the uh, on the New Japan All Star Junior Festival. It's obviously it's New Japan, it's Impact, mm-hmm. it's CMLL, it's Ring of mm-hmm. Honor, it's GCW. Like almost every single wrestling company is represented on this show, aren't they?
0: Yes, yes. And, that, and, you know, since it was a festival show and we kind of wanted to, like, celebrate junior heavyweight wrestling, uh, we wanted to have as many wrestlers from as many different companies represented. So, uh, like, we've even got uh, Dragon Kid from Dragon Gate coming in, you know, uh, Mao from DDT, uh, a bunch of New Japan guys, obviously. Um, but like you said, GCW, CMLL is represented. So it, it's going to be really, really cool different type of, a uh, show than, uh, than just a regular, like you, Japan
2: show. Uh, interesting. And I, and I love those type of aspects. Uh, earlier today we had Mikey Ripreck come on. Um, thankfully Paul Heyman saw something in him because in the industry outside of, you know, Japan, cause you had tiger Mask, dynamite kid, um, where, and if you were under six foot two, you were not at the time getting an opportunity. Um, I've, I mean, he said it before. Dean Malenko couldn't get a job as a referee when his father was Boris Malenko um, because they looked at it with height. But Paul Heyman saw something in Mikey Riprack, Mikey selling Mike, and then kept on giving him, And then it just opened the doors for Eddie Guerrero, Dean Malenko, Ray Mysterio. So, It's really, really cool that you have events like that. I mean, Japan has always celebrated, but it was always viewed differently, almost like a novelty. Mm. I'm so happy that the world gets to see because there was a prejudice against height. Did you feel that in your life, career?
0: Uh, I mean, I feel like, uh, yeah, in the beginning, you know, I would say like, you know, the early 2000s, definitely uh we're still kind of that was like the era like in wwe where it was like oh we're not hiring anybody unless they're you know six foot plus and you know so um so yeah i definitely felt that definitely in the early days of the group but i mean things have really changed obviously like worldwide and uh not that you know height doesn't matter but it definitely doesn't matter as much as it did you know uh back in the day you know Um, but yeah, I mean, really for me, the, the, the turning point was WCW cruiserweight division, you know, I mean, like, and, and how Bischoff had, you know, brought in all these guys, like you said, like Jericho and, uh, uh, Dean Malenko and all these guys and Eddie Guerrero who, uh, you know, really kind of like shined in that division and, uh, definitely, you know, obviously rose to, you know, bigger and better things after that. So, uh yeah i mean i've always been a fan the first time i saw like a, a new the the j cup you know with yeah. Weiger. and i mean it's like one of the most amazing shows ever ever assembled and um so i think that we're trying to kind of like do what the j cup did you know for junior heavyweight wrestling you know back in the, the 90s but like you know celebrate it in a, in a more current way and and kind of have you know like a more festivals type atmosphere where we're just bringing in all this you know great talent and you know, putting putting them in them in matches where they wouldn't normally get to wrestle like these opponents. So uh so yeah, so I think it'll be really cool. It's a cool concept. I didn't come up with it. Hiromu Takashi came up with it and and did the first one earlier this year in Japan. It was a huge success. So uh, I thought why don't we try to do it in the US? Oh. We are
1: here on Busted Open talking with New Japan star Rocky Romero. Rocky you don't only work with New Japan. You work with a variety of different companies, don't you?
0: Yes. Uh, you know, I I'm, I'm del- I feel like I'm the New Japan ambassador to like all these different companies. So, um, you know, obviously we have a great relationship with AEW. Uh, we just did Forbidden Door Two this uh, summer, and uh, you know, Impact as well. I've got a great relationship with Scott Demore, um, and now I'm working a lot more with CMLL. Uh, and trying to develop that relationship a little bit more and um, get more new Japan stars in uh, CMLL and vice versa. So um, so yeah so it's been a, it's been a pretty crazy like I would say last two years where I've just really been working on trying to open the doors as much as I can and you know really kind of have like just good relationships with other companies and and uh, you know being able to send talent. You know to each company and and you know also i've like received different talent uh from all these great companies you know so um yeah no borders
1: You know? rocky as the ambassador for new japan um pull the curtain back just a little bit is it difficult to work with all these other companies and establish good relationships with the higher ups and then put the talent in positions where you know they have to get along with, with one another, like how difficult of a job is it? Or does everything just kind of fall into place?
0: Uh, I would say like 50% of it is everything kind of falling into place. And that is helpful. You know, um, I feel like the good thing is like everybody really wants to work with New Japan. They, they, you know, I feel like they have uh, a lot of respect for the talent, especially. So, um, and the product itself so that kind of makes it a little easier but um, yeah the other 50% is yeah it's kind of just getting everybody to get on the same page you know so obviously like working with Tony you know obviously Tony needs certain things for his guys uh, going into Forbidden Door and then you know New Japan needs their you know things for certain guys to go over blah blah blah, blah you know so it's like uh, just trying to be the medium and go back and forth and negotiate you know what can work and Um, obviously it's helpful to have these like kind of long-term relationships because, you know, if you give me a solid now, we can come back later and we can do you a solid later, you know? So I, you know, definitely try to work that in as much as I can. And, uh, yeah, so I mean, like none of these are short-term because if it were short-term, it's definitely going to be way more difficult. But if we look at it in kind of the long-term sense, uh, it, it definitely, makes it a little easier to uh you know for everybody to be happy at the end of the day
2: oh you can definitely see it with like the success of forbidden door i also think new japan has to look at it from the point of like listen to the responses that their wrestlers get that you know even though they're represented every thursday night on uh access television at 10 o'clock um when they show up at an aew show live or they show up at an impact show um they get a great response so i mean I, I could get that apart my other part I actually i want to just talk more so about you i'm a big fan of your work i watch you work um you've been doing this a long long time i like when i see forbidden door because i know i'm going to see you being represented on television a lot you've been in the ring with friggin' everybody uh mm-hmm. when you're in aew associated with best friends but i have seen you tear it up for a long long time how does that for you for like are you satisfied with your career do you want to achieve more is there you know do you want to win another uh, a super j cup the g1 what like what do you want for your career to say hey man i had cuz i feel you have one hell of a career already but for you what is your goals
0: uh you know um i i definitely i feel satisfied like if it ended today i would feel extremely satisfied you know like just going back to our conversation before, you know, uh, you know, being vertically challenged in a way in in an industry, you know, in the early 2000s when I started, you know, I didn't really think that I was going to go this far, you know? So I feel like I I definitely have overachieved, you know, in my initial thoughts about, you know, where I was going to end up in professional wrestling. Um, But um, I I, I still have that hunger and that desire. I mean, I'm sure you, you guys... I've been doing this a very long time and, and how, how it does feel to, um, you know, to kind of like, you know, people finally put you over in certain, certain way, you know, or or you have an accomplishment, like, you know, win a championship or do something really cool that you've always kind of dreamed about. Um, I mean, I feel definitely feel like there's still things that I would like to do and still people I would like to wrestle for sure. And, um, yeah. I mean, I, Rocky, I think, Rocky, I think, give us I think,
1: an example. Give us an example. Who do you want to wrestle?
0: Who do I want to wrestle? Um, go. you're, you're going to uh, have your
1: last match in the Tokyo. Honestly, so who do you want to wrestle?
0: Do you know who I really want to wrestle? is Jericho. I really want to have the singles with Jericho. We'd be somebody that I would love to work with who I, I you know, because that was that generation that inspired me so much. And, you know, Eddie's gone. Unfortunately, I got to wrestle Ray, uh, you know mysterio so um jericho in a singles match would be like dope for me like that would be like such a big deal for, for me personally so and and now getting to work with him uh you know behind the scenes and getting him over to new japan the last you know few years and kind of how our relationship has has kind of developed over the last couple of years to work with him in, in the ring would be amazing
2: yeah you've uh, i think helped- that would
0: be like my guy
2: you've helped a lot of uh americans get to new japan is there one person in particular you're super proud of their success that you helped uh come come there
0: uh, there's been so many um i i didn't like in the beginning i guess honestly probably like somebody like osprey just to see where he's at now um, you know, I initially it wasn't like my idea to bring Osprey in, but like just that first year kind of helping him kind of um you know, just get his, you know, feet wet in in, in New Japan, um, kind of to see where he's at now and what a amazing performer. There's literally like nobody on this planet like him and can do the things that he can do and how he does them. So um uh yeah, I'm pretty proud of Osprey just to see where he's at and, and I obviously he's got a ton more to go in his career, and uh, the you know where he ends up, you know, is going to be probably in you know one of the top five wrestlers of all time, you know, in my Rocky. opinion. Just Rocky. from this
2: interview, hang on. Uh, just yep. from this interview, you could fantasy book yourself uh, as a special referee of Jericho Osprey. You're in. You, uh, <laughs> yeah. you have a connection like right it. there, and then it's are I you like going to turn? You're going to be New Japan. We'll, we'll, you can book <laughs> that for Forbidden Tour too.
1: I like it. I like
0: it. We got to get Rocky. myself booked on it
1: yeah without a doubt you always got to get yourself in there absolutely <laughs> um I have <clears throat> I've been a fan of will Osprey for a long time. I appreciate his athleticism in the ring and all the great stuff that he could do. but it wasn't until will cut that promo on Kenny Omega right before the last Tokyo Dome show where he said Kenny you haven't had to do a damn thing during covid except show up here's what i had to go through and listening to the trials and tribulations of what will osprey had to go through just to you know have a match in japan you know every couple of weeks um it seemed like he he went through hell for it and that's when i truly emotionally invested in will osprey when i when i finally heard heard him speak from the heart about how much pro wrestling meant to him what else can a will osprey do in a company like new japan could he ever be the ace of new japan
0: yes i you know and i think that you know obviously like if uh will continues on to you know work with new japan for the next few years i think that that's where will needs to go he needs to do what kenny did but then achieve more than what kenny did because kenny's run was somewhat short right when he finally got the you know the iwgp world uh championship it was it wasn't the longest run you know so like and they and they still had Okada as the main guy, right? So it was like Okada first, Kenny kind of second. So I feel like Will could be what exactly what New Japan needs to be the top, like the guy internationally, like Japan, USA, Europe, wherever. You know, like uh, he could be the face of the company, you know, worldwide, which I think would make obviously the appeal would be so different you know than just okada being the face or just naito being the face you know
2: uh you've been there a long time would you say the bullet club was one of the biggest biggest things to hit japan in the sense of like change the industry for new japan get more eyes on the product 1000%
0: that was the so that was the thing that started to attract fans outside of japan obviously it was a big deal within japan but then when it started to attract the fans internationally and getting people to watch the product and and uh you know obviously buy the t-shirts is one of the best selling t-shirts in professional wrestling so um i think that that was the the shift that that started to put new japan in on the worldwide map again you know
2: your favorite version of,
0: of um bullet club Favorite version. Uh, I like the AJ era. I thought it was different, you know. And I, obviously, AJ joining the Bullet Club definitely brought a, a whole different type of uh, fan base to it. Right. Um, and I, it was just like a fun era for me, you know, personally. Um, but I do like what the Bullet Club's doing now. I like what David Finley's doing with the Bullet Club now, and I think it's kind of going back to the roots, but it's it's a little. It's got its own spin on it, you know. And and I like that it's it's a bunch of younger guys now, too, and they're all hungry. So they're talking a lot of crap, and that's what I like, you know. So uh so yeah, I'm definitely interested to see what happens.
1: Rocky, uh to wrap it up, I just want to remind everybody that this weekend you can see yourself, Rocky Romero, and all the other junior heavyweight stars. Um, at the New Japan uh, All-Star Junior Festival at the ECW Arena uh, on the 19th, which I believe is Saturday night. And then mm-hmm. on Sunday night, the 20th, Multiverse. Impact Wrestling and New Japan Pro Wrestling present Multiverse. Now, will that be Impact versus New Japan, or will that be a, a mixture of of talent?
0: There's a couple of... Uh... Matches that are a mixture of talent, but primarily it's Impact versus New Japan. Yeah.
1: And I'm sure that you can get tickets for the multiverse show at impactwrestling.com. How can people get tickets for the New Japan uh, All-Star Junior Festival, Rocky?
0: So, yeah, you can get tickets at 2300arena.com. That's where you get tickets for both nights. Uh, The first night All-Star Junior Festival is going to be live on iPay-Per-View on njpwworld.com. And then uh, the second night is going to be exclusively on Fight TV. So that uh, Impact and New Japan Multiverse United 2 will be exclusive on Fight TV.
1: Rocky, thank you very much for taking the time to join us here on Busted Open this morning. Good luck on both shows. Good luck whatever you uh, keep doing in the future and keep up the great work. You're definitely an asset to New Japan and the wrestling business.
0: I appreciate that so much, man. I, I really, really do. I'm a huge fan of you guys, man. I used to watch ECW with the old school, like I'd have to put like a foil around the uh, the bunny ears, you know, and <laughs> yeah. I'd have to hold it in a certain position. On black and white TV. <laughs> yeah, now we had color, bro. We had color. Thank <laughs> uh, but yeah, man, it's, it's just cool to always mix it up with you guys, you know, because I'm such a big fan, so I appreciate you guys.
1: Thank you, you Rocky. Have a good tonight. one, brother. Have a good one. Take care. Bye-bye.
2: Busted Open is part of the SiriusXM Sports Podcast Network. If you enjoyed this episode and want to hear more, please give a five-star rating and leave a review. Subscribe today wherever you stream your podcast. Catch the full three hours of Busted Open Monday through Saturday at 9 a.m. Eastern on Foundation channel 156. Go to SiriusXM.com backslash Busted Open Trial to start your free trial today.